It's time for Health, Happiness, and Healing with Hippocrates on Legends 100.3. Brought to you by the Hippocrates Health Institute in West Palm Beach. Call for your tour today, 561-471-8876, or visit HippocratesHealthInstitute.org. Now here are the hosts of Health, Happiness, and Healing with Hippocrates, Anna Maria and Brian Clement. This is Health, Happiness, and Healing with Anna Maria and Brian Clement from Hippocrates Health Institute. Every once in a while, we're very pleased uh, that somebody is in town that we can uh, present to you that may help you and your family save their lives. Uh, The work that Anna Marie and I have been doing now for nearly a half a century has been heartwarming and fulfilling in ways I can't even describe uh, with words. And this gentleman meets the profile, and Annette, his wife, meet the profile of the kind of courageous people we've had the blessing to work with since we were just young kids in our 20s. People who, by the way, had normal lives, have families, are in love with one another, working hard, going along, and then something dramatic happens. That, you know, in Mick's case, he's going to tell you. It was a little tiny thing on the back of his neck. What the hell it was? He didn't know what it was. So what happened when you went to the doctor? Well, basically... I was aware that this little dot was on my neck because Annette had said on many occasions, what's that little black dot on your neck? And we, I was heading out to South Africa to do some, to do some um, charity work and I had to go for a medical. And when I went for the medical, I asked the doctor uh, what it was and I was sent to a skin specialist. And about three months later, uh, I was diagnosed with uh, melanoma. Did you know what melanoma was, Mick? I knew it was a skin cancer, but I, I wasn't aware that it was one of the dangerous ones. You know. Yeah. That, so I mean, so you go home. Annette is sitting there. What What did you say to her? What did she say to you? We were devastated, yeah. absolutely devastated. Um, speechless, I suppose, when I told her that I had cancer. Um, um, we. Like any other normal people, where we were sent to an oncologist, yeah. like all Irish people, and you walk in the door, and the first thing you say is, "Please help me." You believe everything that comes out of his mouth. Yes. You hold your hands out, and you say, "Pump whatever you can into my arms, you know, to save me." Yeah. All you want to do is live. So, I went. Um, un- unfortunately for me, there, uh, I was told that. Um, Chemotherapy and, um, well, well, first they t- they t- cut off the melanoma. Yes. And then they took out all my nymph loads and they said, look, we um, think we've got it. Uh, the cancer shouldn't spread. All the nymph loads are taken out from the left-hand side of your neck. So we went home, we recovered and had routine checks every six months with a scan. And about a year later, um, I went for a scan and they told me that the cancer was back. So what year did this all start? It started around 2015, end of 2015, early 2016. So the little dot was there, they cut it out, told you it's probably never going to come back. And within Correct. a year, so 2016, it, it came back. It came back, yes. Um, we were told that uh, from a routine scan that it had spread into my lungs. Uh-huh. Um, Annette came in with me into the hospital 
uh, we were both devastated because they brought us into a room and they were offering us counselling and told us that they were very, very sorry and, you know, they thought I was in the clear. Um, Annette started crying. Mm. I started crying. Yeah. Um, we, we just, we walked out of the hospital. We refused all the uh, cards and, and um, help that they gave us and we held hands. And something inside me told me not to give up. Yeah. We started looking and we found out about um, a clinical trial that we participated in. Um, the clinical trial worked reasonably well. It was a two year trial. It worked for a while for the first three months, but then it almost killed me. Mm -hmm. um, September 2017, I spent three weeks in hospital. Uh, recovering from the clinical trial mm. and when I got out um, there was no real alternative for me. Yeah. No medical alternative. No, no medical alternative. Yes. I begged, I, I was so desperate I begged, begged them to pump the same stuff that nearly killed me into my arms. Yeah. I had to give it to me again. Wow. I, I feel strong. Please give it to me. I begged and they said they had duty of care to their patients. Right. I'm sorry. Mm. So we were left in no man's land. And at that stage, uh, a friend of mine rang me and he said, Mike, he said, you need to speak to a friend of mine that went somewhere in, in America about six years ago. He was on his deathbed. We didn't think he'd make the flight home. Never mind make the flight or make the flight out. Never mind making it home. Um, so I spoke to this gentleman, Tom Dunn, and Tom told me that he went to your institute, uh, Hippocrates, and that was six years ago, and Tom was a very, very healthy man when I was speaking to him. Oh, yeah, he looks good. I've yeah. seen him not long ago. <laughs> yeah. So after that then, I, you did a tour in Dublin, and I listened to Tom's testimonial, and I listened to another lady's testimonial who had been here as well, who had a very, very aggressive cancer on her leg, and the doctor told her they were going to amputate, and then they discovered that the leg, the, the cancer had spread into her lungs, and they cancelled the amputation and she came to Hippocrates and that was seven years ago and she still has both legs and she's living a healthy life. So it was it was a no brainer for myself and Annette to say we we have to come out here. Yeah. So Well we're gonna go to break soon, but you know, my question to you did I mean, obviously when you see two people that were catastrophically ill and both say, Look it, I'm alive because I went to Hippocrates, did you really know what you were getting yourself into when you first came here? You just thought this is the only only thing you could do, right? Well, yeah, we, there, was, <laughs> there, was, there was there was no other avenue for us, you yeah. know. Yeah. The, our oncologist kind of left us on a ledge, you know, yeah. and we thought this is, you know, it, it was a great option at the yeah, time, you know. So we we're so delighted that we took it. We're going to come back and talk about what it's like to go from one world uh, that everything seems to be fine to going to doctors who say, I'm sorry, there's nothing we can do, you're gonna die, to trying anything you could, even though it wasn't, wasn't suggested, and that failed, that made you sicker, and then meeting people that said, you can heal yourself, and we're gonna talk about what that means to you, for Annette and you when you came to Hippocrates. We're gonna be right back, uh, listen to the music, relax a moment, because it's time to open your heart and mind so you can save your life and that of a loved one.
just in time I found you just in time Before you came my time was running low Yes, I was lost Losing dice were tossed My bridges all were crossed Nowhere to go Take it, my Now you're here And now I know just where I'm going No more doubt or fear I found my way For love came just in time You found us just in time And changed our lonely life That lovely day transform your life. Get healthy, live longer, and feel your ultimate best. Come to Hippocrates Health Institute, set on 55 lush tropical acres in West Palm Beach. Join the Life Transformation Program or the Hippocrates Weight Loss Academy today. Live life better. Call 561-471-8876, 561-471-8876, or visit HippocratesHealthInstitute.org. Don't miss the Health, Happiness, and Healing with Hippocrates show Sunday mornings at 9, right here on Legends 100.3. Now back to Health, Happiness, and Healing with Hippocrates on Legends 100.3. Call for your tour today, 561-471-8876, or visit HippocratesHealthInstitute.org. Now here are the hosts of Health, Happiness, and Healing with Hippocrates, Anna Maria and Brian Clement. This is Health, Happiness, and Healing with Anna Maria. Brian Clement. Uh, today we have Mick and Annette from Dublin, Ireland here with us uh, who came to us about a year ago after being told by the top oncologists, the top cancer doctors in the country of Ireland where they reside, uh, that there was nothing that could be done. They have a type, he had a type of cancer uh, that has zero success long-term survival rates anywhere on the planet. So no legitimate doctor is ever going to tell you that somebody's been alive for decades who had stage four melanoma. And it started out, you know, the same story I've heard so often, as a little tiny black spot. You know, he's going along, everything seems to be fine. His wife sees it because, you know, couples, and Anna Marie and I do this, partners always like monkeys inspect one another. And kept saying, what's that black thing on the back of your neck? And he didn't know, he didn't give a damn until he was told, you know, that's 
advanced cancer. Uh, tried experimental drugs that landed him into the hospital. He's al almost dead. Uh, they said, there's nothing we can do. We can't even give you the drugs again when he begged them for it. And met two people who also had stage four catastrophic cancer. I may quote, not as bad as yours. You know, in their, their cases, there's two, three, four percent success rate long term, a 98 percent failure rates, 97 percent. Your case, zero success. And so tell us how you started this. So you, you stumble out of the hospital. You're both thinking, do we have to go to the graveyard and pick a grave? So how do you figure out how to come here other than talk to those two people? Well, I suppose, um, having spoken to Tom, um, I went to um, Bernadette Bowen in Dublin. Talk, Bernadette Bowen is a, a woman who healed her cancer when it returned on the Hippocrates diet. And she's such an extraordinary human being. She's written six books. Yes, Choice is one everybody yeah. should read. Thousands of people have read the book. I don't know how many lives she saved, including yours. So you met her in Ireland before anything else? I met her around October 2017 after I came out of hospital. Wow. And the first thing she said to me was, you need to stop all dairy, give up all meats, mm -hmm. and you need to start green juicing straight away. So, so you did? I did. <laughs> I, I won't say it was difficult because my mindset was that if I did this, I would live. Mm -hmm. And no one wanted to live more than I did. Why so do you want to live? You love this one sitting next to you? <laughs> yeah. She may have been saying, well, you know, I could get a young lad if he goes. And yeah. <laughs> I have two beautiful young children as well. Yeah. They're only 12 at the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Twelve, both 12 years old? Twins, yeah. Twins. Oh, God bless you. Yeah. yeah the boys or girls? Two boys. Mm. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they needed yeah. a father. They idolized their daddy. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. And so you came for three weeks. So I, I initially went to Bernadette. Yes. And believe it or not, I was touching 215 pound at the time. Wow. That's a lot of weight. Yeah. So no wonder you had cancer. <laughs> 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 when I started with Bernadette around October uh, 2017, and I came here in April 2018. I, my weight went from 215 pounds down to 185. Mm. And when I came to Hippocrates, uh, my weight went from 185 down to 165 in mm. the three weeks I was here. Mm. <laughs> and when I went home and I was still going to see my oncologist, my weight fell down to 140 because I was sticking rigidly to the diet. Right. Yeah. right. So I was only skin and bone at 140, yes. but I still felt you know, weight oh, capable great. of doing whatever. He looks like a young, he's <laughs> yes, like a young yeah. boy's body. Yeah. <laughs> Muscles. You got a stud puppy out of this whole thing. <laughs> yes, <you do. laughs> but, but the funny thing was that the oncologist, they used to weigh me every time I went in. And they said, you're losing weight, you're losing weight. And I yeah. used to say, don't worry about it. I'm on this mad diet. I'm doing this, yeah, I'm doing that. And, do <laughs> and I made sure they documented everything on my file. Good. I said, put it down in the file, what I'm doing. I'm drinking a liter of green juice every morning and I'm doing the wheatgrass and everything like that. And um, each time I went back, they they tell, told me my tumors are shrinking and shrinking. And I originally had three, but I was down to one, which was so just two went away. Two went away altogether, and I was left with one, which was three mil. Mm. And after a period of time, they uh, they said to me, we're going to do some radium on you. Uh. And as soon as I heard it, I said, absolutely not. Mm. And they turned around and said, well, look, your oncologist said, 
that we can get rid of the cancer if we use the radio manual. And I went, not a chance. I said, there's no way I'm using the radium. I said, I'm sticking to this diet as far as I'm concerned. My body is, is reducing the tumour and no thank you. They brought me back in another two, if not three times to try and convince me to take the radium. Mm. And uh, I said, no, I don't want it. I don't want it. So um, they kind of went, OK, uh, are you sure you don't want it? And I said, no, I don't want it. So so nowhere along the way did they comment that you went from three aggressive tumors to one that was practically nothing? They said it was the clinical trial that was effective. Oh, I see. You oh. know. The one that almost killed you. Yeah. I, now you have it. Oh. Well, we're going to be back in a minute. And I want uh, Mick to tell you how he thinks people should be living and the belief systems they should have to not just survive, but to thrive. It's a great story, yes. Mick, a great Amazing. story. We'll be right Go back. Sit and relax and, and listen to the beautiful music all over the world. And uh, Mick and Annette from Dublin are here to share their story of hope and happiness with you. I have often walked down the street before But the pavement always stayed beneath my feet before All at once am I several stories high Knowing I'm on the street where you live Ah, there lilac trees in the heart of town And you hear a lark in any other part of town Does enchantment pour out of every door just on the street where you live And oh, the towering feeling Just to know somehow you are near The overpowering feeling That in a second you may suddenly appear People stop and stare They don't bother me For there's nowhere else on earth That I would rather be Let the time go by To know somehow you are near The oh-so-overpowering feeling That any second you may suddenly appear People stop and stare They don't bother me Oh, there's nowhere else on earth That I would rather be Let the time go by I won't care if I can be
Hippocrates Health Institute is located on 55 beautiful acres in West Palm Beach. Hippocrates Health Institute has lectures every month, a health and happiness event open house the last Tuesday of each month, and other events. Attend a health and happiness open house, let them know you heard about it on Legends Radio, and you'll be entered into a drawing to win a $100 gift card for spa or salon services. Learn more at HippocratesInst.org. That's HippocratesInst.org, or call 561-471-8876. Now back to Health, Happiness, and Healing with Hippocrates on Legends 100.3. Call for your tour today, 561-471-8876, or visit HippocratesHealthInstitute.org. Now here are the hosts of Health, Happiness, and Healing with Hippocrates, Anna Maria and Brian Clement. This is Health, Happiness, and Healing with Brian and Anna Maria Clement from Hippocrates Health Institute. And we're sitting here with Mick and Annette. And, you know, you healed yourself. And I think everybody wants to know, when did you know? How did you know? that it Was it like a big change in your whole body, mind? No. Um, we went into the hospital uh, just to see the oncologist in November of 2018. Mm. And we sat behind the desk and he looked at the file and he turned around and he said, look, I'm very, very happy to let you know that um, your cancer is gone. Mm. So mm. my wife and Ed got all excited <laughs> and jumped up and kind of looked at me and then she said, did you not hear him? Yes. And I sat very, very calmly on my stool and I, on my chair and I said, yes, I heard him. Mm. And she said, your cancer's gone. <laughs> I said, and I was expecting that news all along. Yeah. Yes. I had the mindset mm. that I was doing the right thing, mm. that all I was doing was copying other people that had done the same thing, mm. you know. So then my oncologist turned around and he said, you're, you're quite unique right. as a cancer patient. And I turned around and I said, why do you say I'm quite unique? Mm -hmm. Is it because I haven't received any treatment in 14 months? The treatment that you gave me almost killed me. Mm -hmm. Are you saying that that's what cured me? And he went, yes. So I put the question to him, do you give any credit to the diet that I was on? And he turned around and he said, unfortunately, we're not allowed. That's a sad thing, isn't it? Rather than being able to learn from you, which he seemed he was probably stunned, because if he's any kind of a doctor, he studied. Mm -hmm. Was he an expert in melanomas? He was one of a team of of oncologists. He knows that this is 100% fatal. And so it's a shame. But sadly, he may have been a a kind, good, heartfelt man that was telling you the truth. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was saying, I can't do it. They won't let me do it. That's pretty frightening. And the same is here in America. It's all over the world. And it's uh, using unconventional medicine uh, out of the protocols of medicine. The doctors get in trouble. And the patient's in trouble if they use quite often these protocols. It's sad. Mm. So now we have a few minutes to let people all over the world uh, hear some words of advice. I mean, I know that our people, the Irish people, are, are... always accused of being stubborn, but Christ, you were stubborn enough to kill a disease that kills everyone. Yes. So give some <laughs> advice to us. <laughs> uh, some advice. Well, I suppose the first bit of advice I would say to a- anyone is 
don't go into your oncologist the way I did with your arms out begging and believing everything that he, he, he says to you and accepting any oncology treatment like radium treatment or, or the chemotherapy you know um, I would certainly um, look at alternative routes and the route I would suggest to anyone is this simple uh, nutritional oncology if you want to call it that exactly. type of thing like you know exactly um, there's there's I suppose if I, if I uh, I'm not qualified to tell people to keep away from um Oncologists or treatments, yeah, yeah. you know, but um, from my experience, uh, I would like to think that if my wife Annette got any type of cancer, touch wood, she doesn't, that she would follow the same route that um, I go down. It's so easy to get just pulled in by uh, an oncologist saying, look, we have a 60% success rate or a 70% success rate. That's actually what they told you? Sorry, they actually told you that. No, I'm just saying, like oh, in other cases, if yeah, if, if case, it yeah. happened to Annette, like yeah, you know, yeah, course, they, they would pull her in and they'd say, look, we've cured many people with breast cancer or whatever. Yes, yes, you know, other forms. I would like to think that um, she would look at the way I cured myself. Uh, and even though she's married to you, I think she's smarter than you. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I just trot. I, I, I just trot behind her. <laughs> yeah, you go ahead. I I do the same. The older we get, the wiser we become. Yeah. So well, how lucky your two sons are. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. I, I have to say, I think yeah. what's very, very important as well is mm -hmm. that you have great support. Yes. And um, I can't say like my, my support was was excellent within my family and externally as well outside my family. I had superb support. And you let the boys oh, know yeah. blow by blow everything. That Absolutely. Was I never held anything back from them. Oh, that's mm -hmm. nice. In a way, it's it's a healing process for the whole family. So what happened when you came home? So now the doctor says you're completely well. So yeah. what happens when you go home and you tell your two sons that you're completely healed of mm. catastrophic cancer? I walked in the hallway and I said, I'm a effing legend. Oh, isn't that? <laughs> 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 well, that so is. I got hugs and kisses and mm. so it was a great time. Well, you just keep hugging and kissing. You've hugged and kissed all of the listeners today. Yes. and. Uh, you know, as many times as I've seen this in my life, you're an exceptional man, an exceptional couple, mm -hmm. and I'm positive you're going to be well forever, and you're going to be a shining light for not only the people in Ireland, but hopefully we can ask you to help those people in the future as, as Don has and Bernadette has and so many others. You know, uh, what we do is, is uh, work. More important than the work we do and the voice that Anna and I give are having living, walking, talking examples like you who have not only fought, but won the war. You won the war against something that is catastrophic. Over half the population worldwide now is going to contract some form of cancer. That's sad. It really is frightening. Can I just say, I have two aunties at home yeah. that were diagnosed with cancer. They were both aware of what I had done. Um, they're, they were both aware of how successful I was yeah. in beating my disease. And both of them went down the oncology route. One is dead and the other is on our deathbed refusing any more oncology. Hmm. So it's you need to listen to people, you know. Well, the world has to change, Mick. You and I both know it. You know, there doesn't have to be the right and wrong. There has to be what works and what doesn't seem to work. And as you pointed out so well, and it, it's clear, uh, that maybe it's combinations of things. Mm -hmm. But if you don't have lifestyle as a central uh, 
realm of healing, you're never going to recover. I remember it's bad lifestyle that makes you sick. It's good lifestyle that makes you well. We may need medicines. We may need other things as we do at Hippocrates. But the fact of the matter is uh, a strong mind, a healthy lifestyle, and love is a healer. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. So thanks for spending time with us today, all the listeners all over the globe. And we hope we opened up your heart a little bit today and gave you some more information, some more things to ponder and think about so you create a reality and become an example for others. And together we'll change humanity and the destiny of the human race. Be back with you next week. Thanks for listening to Health, Happiness, and Healing with Hippocrates on Legends 100.3. Call for your tour today, 561-471-8876, or visit HippocratesHealthInstitute.org.